Hello there. Welcome to the third edition of our podcast series, Diversity Dividend, looking at prominent female fund managers in Africa. In previous editions of this series, I've spoken to Dr. Omobola Johnson and Andreata Muforo of Tialcom Capital and Tokumbo Ishmael of Alithea Capital. For this latest edition, I'll be chatting to Fatumata Ba, founder and managing partner of Django Capital, the continent's newest female-led VC firm. This podcast series was produced with the financial support of the European Union under EDF Thematic Blending and Cotonou. We hope you enjoy it. Born and bred in West Africa, Fatumata was working in France when the draw home to Africa became too strong to ignore. She tells us about how she came to leave a lucrative consulting life in Paris to work in African e-commerce. I'm Senegalese. I was born and raised um, in West Africa, so in Senegal originally, but um, I actually got my A-levels in, in Togo. Um, I, w- I went to business school in, in France, and at that time I was already fascinated by, by technology. Um, I started actually my career in strategic consulting, um, advising listed companies um, in Europe on how to leverage uh, tech in general and mobile in particular to be able to further drive their sales or improve a customer experience. And interestingly enough, at that time, um, I used to tell them that if, um, you know, they were not going to have, for instance, mobile apps and a mobile strategy by 2015, as I will be missing out 50% um, of their sales because it was predicted back then that uh, 50% of internet users uh, in Europe by 2015 will be mobile internet users. Um, interestingly enough, <laughs> fast forward 2015, I was myself uh, leading the largest e-commerce platform in Africa. And I have to say that we had actually 86% mobile internet users. So the leapfrog um, effect in Africa is real. But um, after that experience, um, I, I was actually... Um, super, um, super performing. I, I was part of a high potential program. Um, you know, I used to be an um, excellent scholarship from the government of Senegal. Uh, so I was able to, um, you know, repay the student loan that I took on top of my scholarship. Um, I had a very nice flight with a view on the Eiffel Tower, but um, I had like, you know, some, some doubts and hesitations because I was like, Number one, consulting is pretty indirect um, because at some point, even though you give the best advice, you're not the one pressing the button. And I really strive about ownership as well. And then number two, I was actually advising, you know, listed companies in mature markets on how to leverage tech and mobile. And uh, to me, the, the biggest opportunity was back home in Africa. And I've always been passionate about, and like many other Africans of my generation, of course, about how to develop my continent. Um, so the first leap of faith that I took was end of 2012 um, when I decided to to return to, to Africa and to uh, actually start an e-commerce company in Côte d'Ivoire, um, which, which was launched a few months later. After years of building successful e-commerce platforms in Africa, Fatimata decided it was time for a new project. She shares her personal story and her love of the concept of Ikigai, a framework for balancing life priorities, which led to the launch of Django. I was reflecting using that framework and feeling that when I was doing strategy consulting, I was very, very good. I was very, very well paid, but I felt empty because, um, you know, I wasn't doing it for Africa or I wasn't doing it with a impact intentionality. 
And then becoming an entrepreneur, um, I was able to bring all my passion for building companies, growing companies, um, and, you know, um, bringing the, the service or products to many users. Uh, so it was uh, extremely exciting and rewarding. Um, and again, we had positive externalities. We created thousands of direct jobs. We enabled hundreds of thousands of SMEs to have access to market. But I felt there were more to it, right? So, and I felt, okay, if I was able to have something that would be mission driven by design, and of course, that is at the end of the day, able to um, help uh, not only African entrepreneurs, but my own fund team, um, you know, thrive, uh, it would be kind of a interesting ikigai. And actually that's where Django was really not only born, but um, was um, uh, brought to life um, because I had the concept in mind a few years back, but that's why I decided to, again, take a second leap of faith, take a deep brace and, and quit. A super exciting journey, a super high paycheck, um, several stock options, and start again from, from scratch. Um, and uh, with, with my savings, with my lifetime personal savings, um, with, with um, a clarity on mission that was threefold, uh, with this uh, belief that tech can leapfrog development in Africa, I thought that I would invest and back platforms um, that do three things in particular. One, a tech platform that could accelerate uh, or massify the access to essential products or services uh, for the many. So it could be, you know, healthcare, education, but also still, you know, retail, food, agri, financial services, but really a B2C play. Uh, the second big thing for me was to back platform that will um, accelerate or massify the access to market for SMEs, uh, improve their competitiveness, um, also helps them access uh, financial services in better terms. Um, and the third focus for me was really um, how to create jobs, um, again, uh, as fast and um, at the larger scale possible with a focus on young people and with a focus on women. And behind that triple thesis, the reason why my why was obvious is this is basically what I believe are some of the key challenges that are facing our continent in the next uh, 30 years and beyond. Um, and as you know, um, we'll be doubling our population in the next 30 years. And while, you know, it, it creates a huge opportunity, and, and we'll talk more about that because it's also my thesis as a, as a VC, but it also creates, um, you know, a stronger challenge, a stronger sense of agency to be able to house, educate, care for, employ, feed, um, hundreds of millions of people um, in a very short span of time. To give you some comparisons, um, it took Europe, uh, I think, 150 years to go from 250 to 750 million inhabitants where they are today. Um, even China, it will take them close to 100 years to go from 500 million inhabitants to 1.5 billion. They're not yet at 1.5. In Africa, it's taking us a total of 60 years to go from 600 million to 2.4, 2.5 billion inhabitants. So the pace and the scale of that challenge is quite unique. And I do believe that, you know, while these are very strong challenges, tech is a big opportunity. As a new fund on the African VC stage, we don't know all too much about the inner workings of the company yet. Let's hear from Fatimata about what the team at Django looks like and how they interact. We are actually 67% um, female-led um, and uh, also 67% um, female-owned. Um, so beyond me, I'm fortunate to work with uh, Antonia Glaze and Aibo Bonion, 
who are two of my uh, partners and female counterparts that have been also joined by uh, three male. Um, so um, Sébastien Noni, Vincent Ged, and Emmanuel Chavan. We actually have offices in uh, Abidjan and also in Paris. Um, we have, interestingly enough, if you look at the picture, we have um, 70% of us have an African descent, but uh, we, we, we also have um, some, someone like Sebastian who is half Mauritian, half French, or someone like Emmanuel who is French, but that has worked um, a lot in Africa before and travels 50% uh, of his time um, across the continent. And interestingly enough, you know, the way we, we, we looked into this journey, even though I came up with, with a vision, the resources, the network, and, and still coming up with a lot of what we do, um, we do believe that at some point, if we have to, to build something collectively, it has to be shared and owned collectively. So uh, we actually have, um, you know, all partners and all senior team members um, that have access to CARIT. And uh, actually all partners beyond the funds that we've just announced, Jungle Capital Startup Fund, I have welcomed them to be shareholders of the management company as well. Uh, so we actually do all have an equal voice. What's the mission? Django basically means actually future or tomorrow in Fulani because um, we believe we need to prepare today um, and leveraging tech uh, to, to the many challenges um, that I shared before in terms of um, access to essential services for the many, access to market uh, and financial services for SMEs and job creation massively for young people and women. Um, and, and basically that's our, our thesis. And when we, you look at how we, 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 we cascade it down, taking into account some of the learnings that I've shared from the African landscape, both challenges and, and opportunities and gaps. So basically what we do is we invest from seed stage um, up to Series B. So we can start at 50,000 euros and we invest up to 5 million euros. Uh, the fund target is 60 million euros and uh, we've been quite um, fortunate to reach our first close um, earlier this year, which is uh, at 34 million euros. Uh, what we do is we are excited to invest in uh, any sector because we do believe that tech can leapfrog development in Africa across the board. So we are sector agnostic. We're also truly pan-African. So we are able to invest in, um, in any country, sub-Saharan Africa, North Africa, really each and every of the African countries. Um, that being said, because we see, you know, some, some gaps, some challenges that are also for us, fund managers opportunities, we are super excited about two things. One is that we actually committed 50% of our proceeds to Francophone Africa because we do believe that um, there is no reason why we will not see as many, um, you know, I don't want to call it unicorns because it's not only about valuation, it's about the impact it creates on the ground. As, as many startups, tech companies or tech-enabled companies, um, you know, delivering impact um, in, in, in any regions in Africa. Um, and, and the second thing, and the most important thing maybe, is we are proud to be today's Africa's largest gender equality tech fund uh, because we've committed 50% of our proceeds uh, to start up being founded, co-founded or benefiting women. And beyond a pledge, because I think, um, you know, it's good to have the intentionality it's even better to have it in our track record. And basically, we've been, uh, you know, investing for the past four years uh, with our first vehicle, which is an evergreen vehicle. 
Um, and today it's um, uh, performing quite well, actually uh, very well. That's what helped us to raise a second and larger fund. But um, what is more exciting for me to share is actually it's 56% female-led uh, and female-founded uh, in terms of startups that have been uh, backed by the fund and that are uh, founded by female. And it's 54%, um, you know, francophone entrepreneurs um, are led or founded. So we are walking the talk. Well, we believe the opportunity is there. We are already tapping into that opportunity, but we, we also see a bigger opportunity with a larger pool of capital to deploy to be able to, to, to achieve that. It's great to have targets, but do we think there should be gender biased investing? It's interesting because you could argue that, um, you know, we would be um, deploying 50% and maybe it will be the smaller checks or just to try to give a chance to women. That's the opposite. To date, the most successful uh, startups in our portfolio, the two most successful startups in our portfolio are female-led. So to to me, it again shows that when you have first intentionality, uh, and then two, you have, of, of course, I think also some very strong targets um, on, on which you can track your progress uh, beyond just a pledge or a commitment. I do believe these are driving forces to, to, to make you in, invest because, uh, you know, I'm not the only one saying it, but in Africa, the talent is very equally distributed. That's a fact. The, what is missing is access to opportunity. And from my personal experience, when you extend the access to opportunity to female entrepreneurs, they just do as well, or if not better, as male entrepreneurs. We're here to talk about the realities faced by female fund managers in Africa. And Fatumata has had some unacceptable experiences. I asked her, has she faced any obstacles on her career path to date? So you have so many obstacles when, when you come. People will not look at you as a high-performing, extremely driven, extremely hardworking uh, fund manager and entrepreneur. They might see you in the lens of a 30-something young Senegalese female. Um, but I think uh, we should not allow this define us, and I personally don't allow this define me. And, and now I actually see that outside the thing as something positive um, because they don't expect to see us where we are. And, and by the time they realize we're already far away. So, so there are and there will be obstacles, but uh, we have the power not to make some obstacles. Let's end with some advice from Fatimata for young women interested in getting into the VC space in Africa. The main obstacle would be to, to, to dare to, to take those risks, right? So my advice is to, I'm sure, again, the talent is very extremely distributed. We have super brilliant, aspiring fund managers uh, that will be listening to this podcast, whatever their age and being young female Africans. I will just encourage them to, to take some calculated risk step by step. So invest in the education, work in the tech field if they are interested in to get some relevant and track record. But then yes, to, to save their chance and to be able to follow their path and share their dreams. That's it for this episode of the Disrupt Podcast mini-series Diversity Dividend, focusing on female fund managers in Africa. We hope you enjoyed it. Many thanks to Fatumata from Django Capital for participating, 
and many thanks to the Boost Africa Technical Assistance Facility and the European Union for their support. But most of all, thanks to you for listening. See you next time. Bye.